Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Uh, this is Hampton Young, and I just want to let you guys know, the listeners, that we take this pretty seriously. We joke around about depression and suicide and dark thoughts, but in actuality, we really want our audience to feel safe and secure. And if you're dealing with those sorts of dark, swirling, awful thoughts, we would prefer if you right now put down the podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they're great people. They have the resources that can help you g- deal with the situation and get through it a little bit uh, more medically professional than us. And Dave and I are very happy that you're with us, so keep listening. You know just what to do when It's the end of the... No, no. This one I will not accept. <laughs> <laughs> of all the riffing we've done, I refuse to go this far. It's the end of my world. I'm suicidal. <laughs> it's the end. <laughs> it starts with a break. Up. Sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I found it. <laughs> Leave uh, me alone in a room. I'll... <laughs> eventually create some sort of comedy that sucks it's awful guys buy my That's album so funny terminal illness raw stress four less <laughs> that's all i got that's all that was pretty good thanks i think we could make rem ourselves we could be rem absolutely let's man. start our own rem okay no problem mm-hmm. what are some rem songs uh, uh that one end of the end of my girls if i know it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people got that on audio. Uh, they didn't hear you singing that song. It's oh, really? my party and I'll cry if I want to. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you, you were belting it, man. I mean, I think what I was sing- singing was um, Avengers Endgame and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> cry if I want to. Hampton said that he Men might hit an emotional wall. emotions <laughs> possibly too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> right. to cry about all my friends dying on screen. Hell yeah, dude. Because <laughs> all their contracts are up. <laughs> what are some other REM songs? Okay, there's the Die, the World Blowing Up. Movie <laughs> one. You can't even name one song by REM. Uh, no, that one. What's the, the world one is world over. blowing up? Uh, suck my yeah, dick. Because it's up the, the end of the movie. And that, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Man on I'm the Moon. Go now. Um, that song about Andy Kaufman, Man with, on the Moon. <laughs> Can you believe Jim Carrey paid me for this? <laughs> Pay me for this. It's not very good. No, it is. I mean, I know I know R.E.M. has so many songs. They're fucking uh, losing my religion. I love that that's like the big one. <laughs> that song yeah. is not near their best song. No. It's a good song, but... I mean, everybody hurts. Fucking smashes losing my religion, dude. Fucking crushes. Everybody it, hurts. Yeah, man. Oh, dude, I'd rather lose my religion than hurt. No question. Well, I can tell you that losing <laughs> your religion hurts. Well, they should have made one song. It's the same song. Why same would, song. Why would they make two songs? It's stupid. Why? Why? Why would you? 
Uh, I kind of, I mean, I've never really liked them too much. They're good. They're, oh, really? They're I fine, love them. But I've never had a phase with them so early on, so that's why it's harder now as an adult. But I do really respect the fact that they almost never write like a chorus or a hook. Like in a lot of their songs, like it's just lyrics. It just keeps. Uh, is that true? Well, it's the end of the world. <laughs> it's the end for sure. Has <laughs> that? But I think uh, I think losing my religion. No, that definitely has a chorus. So does everybody hurts. I think. Okay, I think I know what you're saying. I don't saying. know, someone had said this to me once. As far, like, oh, I remember yeah, them right. as having really good hooks in their songs, but also, like, maybe what you're saying is that even though they got mainstream success, they got really famous, they never lost making songs that kind of, like, broke genre and That's were different what I and was interesting. <laughs> they were just, like, an interesting yeah. band still. Even though they got famous. Yeah, that's a much smarter version of what I was saying. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> REM, that's like for dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. See, I write about music. Very smart. Yeah, yeah. Very smart. Um, I actually got into them because there was a really bad show on AMC called Halt and Catch Fire. Actually, it wasn't a bad show. Oh. It was a good show. Wait, Halt. Catch fire. Um, it was a good show that after a season, I was like, I get it. But anyway, <laughs> but the soundtrack for the show was really incredible. It was all hmm. uh, 80s punk and 80s techno and 80s pop music. Oh, and uh, there's a lot of REM on the soundtrack. And I was like, oh, shit, I like REM, it turns out. It is weird where yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, for a long time, don't, like, wouldn't listen to The Police. And now I'm like, oh, The Police are awesome. Awesome. Very yeah. fun. Dude, that era of music, I think, is my favorite. Era, 1981 to 1981. Marty, we gotta go back to when the music was good. The kids are all SoundCloud rappers. Marty, Marty, we have to go back. Also, I gave nuclear warheads to a terrorist. <laughs> Why are we friends? Yeah. Oh, wait, this is Rick and Morty. This is the entire concept of Rick you and Morty. You do realize that... Dick and Farty? That Doc Brown is why 9-11 happened, right? <laughs> yeah. We're blaming the Libyans. There now? was, yeah, it was Libya, and there was a nuclear warhead on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that was the coolest explosion ever, dude. dude. Jet fuel nuclear. can't melt steel beans, but you know it can. Nukes, nukes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you are listening to Suicide Buddies. Welcome. My name is Dave Ross. Hi, I'm Hampton Yunt. And uh, we are a comedy mental health podcast where we joke our way through extreme darkness. So you might hear some suicide jokes, some jokes about pain. And we just want you to know that it's not at your expense. It's at the pain's expense. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, every episode we talk about a suicide in history and we kind of just try and come at it with some sort of compassion and try and walk away with some sort of lesson. That said, that. everyone who cries is a pussy. <laughs> If you cry when Thor dies, you're a fucking cuck. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, just let a fucking dude fuck your wife, you fucking cuck. And those are some examples of the types of dark jokes you might hear on the show. <laughs> if it's your first time come uh, coming to uh coming on our chest, uh, Dave. <laughs> what? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome hard. Oh no, I got it. Well, okay. Well, semen. And I already enjoy This is a sea this is a well full of semen. <laughs> Uh, no, if it's your first time here, those are the types of jokes you'll hear. Um, but we don't yeah. actually think. I, th I think it's defense, self-defense, right? Like, that's why we kind of will feel like if we make a joke like that, we're just like, no, but seriously, I, I question whether I'm allowed to feel sad when I see like a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, what's self-defense? What do you, what? Is, I'm just not understanding what you mean. 
Oh, well, like, uh, I guess the reason you feel like you have to be like, it's fine for a guy to cry at like a movie oh, or something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, because I guess there is that knee jerk reaction of like, you can't show emotion. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I, yeah, I have so many feelings about it because I, um, like, I think showing emotion and being in tune with your emotion is not only brave, but good for you. Um, brave like a firefighter. Br- like a firefighter. <laughs> yeah, brave like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> when he died, I was crying like a firefighter, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. By the way, women don't shit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm a, this is the new. Well, this is kind of my point. Like, I feel weird about it because I think that the world would be better if we all were more in tune with our own emotions and shared them more. Um, but also, I grew up in this country and in this world where, like, even when people aren't saying it to you directly, which they do sometimes, there's also, just in movies and TV and ads and shit, there's this general tone of, like, men don't show emotions, be tough and shit. Mm-hmm. And the people I went to school with were like calling me names and uh, like gendered insults like pussy and stuff like that. And so now I'm in this place where like, I think it's awesome that I don't care that I'm a crier. I like it. and uh, But I also was affected that way. So I like joking <laughs> around about it. But then if people aren't familiar with me, I'm like, oh fuck, I want them to know that I don't actually call people pussies. Uh, <laughs> if I do, it's layered in so much. In all this of irony. irony. Yeah. The entire Alanis Morissette. But uh, it's also song. important to <laughs> me to make those jokes because I still, as a 36 year old man, feel affected by it. So I like have to both make those jokes and then also clarify to people mm-hmm. that I feel that they are accepted and fuck that hyper masculine world. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. You have to explain your comedy. It's like horrifying. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. We've been talking about this for 30 minutes now. Just <laughs> <laughs> explain. Oh, uh, man. Well, we're making plans. We're all going to go see Avengers, the last movie when it comes out. And you guys... I would love to go. Because I, I don't have the like thing in my brain... Where I like, like you two are like, see it the first day it comes out. And I always want to see it, but I don't like remember to do that literally with anything. I'm too obsessed with myself. (laughs) Uh, But I would love to go with you specifically because Hampton gets like supercharged watching a superhero movie. It's awesome. You know what is actually pretty fun about opening day with these He gets like a big tub of popcorn. It's funny. No, like dude, we're front row. I get, I get, I get sausage baguettes. Like, who the fuck does that? And I, every time I'm like, I'm getting cancer now. Sausage, but dude, dude, dude why so, does ArcLight serve those? It's crazy because of Scientology. There's Scientologists that own it. There's like a you can get like an apple spice pesto chicken pita or something. <laughs> I go two sausage baguettes every time. Uh-huh. Uh, medium popcorn. Wow. D- diet soda because I'm watching my figure. One baguette for my mouth and one for my butt. <laughs> That's the baguette. <laughs> oh, come right? on, come on, man! Terrible joke. Anyway, yeah. what are we? All I'm just saying with with opening day, this is very important. Is the the crowd like it's something I always forgot about is like how excited to watch a movie with an excited audience is it's almost the same as stand up where it's like it's a, such a unique experience that you almost can't replicate it. 
It's like people are cheering, like everyone getting the same joke at the same time. And just like, there's a sense of community of we're like, fuck yeah. Like (laughs) that, like to me is why I love opening day stuff. And I always, Mm. or for movies and make a big point of it because it's hard. Like, and then say I go see like a movie three weeks later, there's no one in the fucking theater. It's me and one dude jacking it. And that's what I like. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's the guy jacking it in the back. You know why? Because, uh, because it took a long time, yeah. but I've lost all faith in community. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you run the best comedy show in LA. <laughs> Damn right, because everyone in the crowd is an individual. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and they know it. They know I feel that way about them. I'm the Ronald Reagan of the LA comedy scene. <laughs> We're not in this together. You're all in this to figure out what you fucking want. <laughs> I hate Ronald Mr. Reagan so much. Dave Ross, tear <laughs> down this sense of self-identity. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I make a case, man. I, I feel the same way about stand-up, where it's like, I mean, movies but, Yeah, it should be a laugh. community on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll probably just never like have a more, like, you'll just never laugh more than actually at a stand-up show. It's like, it's weird. Oh, I see. Oh, no, actually, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was confused how the, what that analogy was between the two. But yeah, mm-hmm. when you're at a good stand-up show, you all feel like a family that it night. It feels so unique where yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, you don't get this anywhere else in like Dude, society. I had, you, okay, I had this experience the other day at a comedy show that I, I hadn't, it had been a minute since this had happened. And I will say, it was like a really, really special night. And I will say one great thing about being a comedian and like working at it is I probably have had more nights, like a lot more nights than that are special like this than I would have otherwise Mm. by a long shot. Uh, so that's cool. It's not to say that it never happens, but it, it had been a minute. And, uh, I did that show, Best Fish Taco, that Jeremy Burke runs. Yeah. And first of all, it was already place. unique mm-hmm. because, yes, well, it's already unique because of the show. It's every other Tuesday. I think first and third Tuesdays every it's month. outside, basically. Outs- at yeah. Best Fish Taco in Ensenada in Los Feliz. Jeremy has been running it for years and years and years. And, um, yeah, it's like this little hole-in-the-wall taco stand that has a menu with four things on it <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, but, very good tacos. But aesthetically, it is a hole-in-the-wall. They do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And you most of the seating is outside and there's like straw is the roof <laughs> like literally uh yeah. so no mc ever yeah. no mc you're Jer- just the first comic who goes up okay so that's the other, that's the show it's outdoors like with straw over your head and then the guy running it is this dude who was never a comedian and he hosts it but he just like yeah, he's just a says social, hi and then nice brings guy. exactly he's got a lot of f- um, friends and fans. So it's already unique in that way, right? So, but I haven't been there in a while, and I remembered it this one night last week, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go there and hang out." And then it started raining, so I texted Jeremy, and I was like, "Hey, man, is the show happening? Uh, I'm gonna come hang out if so, but it's raining, and I'm in Glendale." And he writes me back, and he's like, "Dude, I'm in fucking Mexico, but hold on." And then like two minutes later, he wrote me back, and he's like, "You're booked." And I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and uh, I was like, not trying to get a spot, that and is I was just so funny. Like the, and then I remembered that the reason he's in Mexico <laughs> is that he is on a trip with his girlfriend to propose to her. <laughs> so this dude is like such a sweet, positive guy that I text him to hang out at his show. He's in another country with his future wife. He writes me back immediately and books me on it. <laughs> and so I was like, I wasn't going to go because it was raining. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll go. That's why you wrote mm-hmm. Jeremy. You're like, dude, it's raining. I got to do my rain material. <laughs> Can I do my rain set? 
You go up there with a rain stick. Who's feeling wet tonight, ladies? Everybody's getting wet. Splash, splash. I was taking a bath because I was outside. You guys, it's raining. What the fuck happened to you just now? That was so crazy. That just fell out of your brain. That was so many wet references. Uh, wet references is what you should call your new album. Not able, available now well, on Spotify and wherever well, you get albums Dave, from Audible. Clearly, you've never taken five improv classes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Well, yeah, guys, uh, that's I've done stand up. I've done improv one time, and it was on Tosh Point oh. <laughs> It's true, uh, guys. Uh, it is also true. My album is out. Please buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's my third one. You can get it on my website with a t-shirt in a bundle, uh, HamptonYoung.com, or you can find it on iTunes or stream it on Spotify. But please uh, check it out because I've spent way too fucking long <laughs> working on this material, trying to promote it, and I would desperately love it if I actually turned a profit on it. Buy it. <laughs> Buy it, It's dude. so good. It's so funny. Thanks. Um, yeah, so, okay, so I go to this show, and it's like not, it's not raining, I get there and uh, Greg Barris is hosting in Jeremy's absence. And that's awesome. I love Greg. And um, I'm trying to remember who else was there when I arrived. I saw Nick Thune. Uh, Nick and I said hi for a second. And then he went up and uh, he does this set where he's he's doing really well. And then he does this bit. I don't remember the bit. At the end of the bit, he just goes, uh, he says something like, let there be light. Or something and then lightning struck right when he fucking said that Whoa. and the whole crowd was like Whoa! Nick Thune's gone <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> and so then he's just doing this whole thing about how he's gonna go chase thunder and shit and then I'm up after that's so him fun. that's so fun it was so fun and it's like drizzling when I get up and so and it's a microphone plugged into an amp and there's like it's raining it. a little bit I still don't get it so I have a hood on and I walk up and I'm just like Oh yeah, I don't do stand up. I just they just put me up because I asked if I could kill myself in front of you tonight. And I just do this whole thing about how I want to die and um and we're all laughing about that. And then it starts really <laughs> raining and I just turned to Greg and I was like, "Greg, um we should stop doing this, right? Like I'm going to actually die now." And he was like, "Huh, maybe." And he walks up to me and he grabs the mic stand. And he's like, "Or what if?" And he just kind of like pushes me back and carries the mic stand. And I walk back and stand against the wall, and it is now pouring fucking rain. And I'm standing under the little bit of awning (laughs) against the building, and then the crowd is all huddled under the the one canopied part outside, and it's pouring rain. And then I just did a set in the pouring rain and had, like, the best set of my life, dude. (laughs) It was so great. I was literally just standing up there being like, why are we still here? Why is this important to us? And then... When I finished, I thought all the comics were gone. And I was like, oh, fuck, no one even saw that. I don't get to hang out with anyone. This blows. So I walked around to get food, ordered food. I went into the kitchen. And in the kitchen was uh, Barry Rothbart, Andrew Michon, uh, Greg Barris, and Beth Stelling. And then everybody went up and everybody crushed. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was just like this really special. We oh, kept wow. saying, like, it feels like we're at a comedy festival right now. You know that feeling of being at a festival where it's just like... <laughs> Basically, you're, you're seeing all your friends do well. It's summer camp. Yeah, basically. exactly. And I think it is that trapped in a sense. Like when you yeah. go to Portland for, we used to go to Bridgetown all the time. So you're going to go watch shows rather than go home or whatever also, you usually do. Well, it's like you're walking around, say, during the day. That was the big summer camp. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're all just walking out of the hotel and be like, uh, coffee? Coffee? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go. Oh, there's a bicycle shop over there. Let's go check it out. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was the best. They're doing suicide buddies at one. I guess we should go to that. 
I've had conversations like that so many times. Like, well, I would normally not yeah. care about a podcast, but I got nothing to do. No. So, <laughs> one time Jonah Ray was screening like his show, Hidden America, uh, and it was like season two, right? He's like screening some episodes, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go <laughs> yeah. walk down there. And uh, I'm watching it, and I'm just having, I'm enjoying it so much. It's actually so fucking funny. Uh-huh. And um. I walk up to him afterwards and I'm like, man, that was incredible, man. And he's like, I sent you all the episodes with the download code like, like five months ago. I was like, yeah, I've never seen your show. <laughs> season two of like one of my good friend's That's shows. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just such a callous dick. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So shouts out Brotherly. Watch nice. Brotherly. Oh yeah. Dave I haven't Ross's been promoting that that much. Series. You should watch Brotherly. That's my web series I just put out with Sharp, Chris Charpentier and the Knicks Brothers and Jim Hickox. The the URL is brotherly.xyz. So Guys, go to that. Download my album and sync it up perfectly with Brotherly. You'll be amazed. It syncs at how up perfectly. perfectly. It Georgia, hey, Georgia, just walked in. what's up? My girlfriend. Hampton's say girlfriend is here. Say something offensive. The N word. <laughs> wow. Wow. Career ruined. Career ruined immediately. <laughs> Hi, Georgia. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Too. Hi. We'll, see, uh, we'll hang later. Okay, All right. We'll hang later. Good to see you. Later. Good to see you. I wish amazing. there was more microphones. Hampton, who are we talking about this week? Um, we're going to be talking about a Canadian teen who Ugh. died fairly recently. Oh, so I do want to be oh, God. respectful. Uh, Can we say, for the sake of the fact that I'm here, that it's an American teen? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm an American. Would you do me a kindness and please respect my country and for the love of God, call it an American teen? It's MAGA, not M. Kaga. Kaga. I got Canada, America great again. Oh, shit. God damn it. Dude, let's make that happen. Canada, America great again. I, I love that. We so need much. to make that happen. All right, new merch. <laughs> we gotta sell more y'all e- y'all Canada ever shirts. America but I can see that. I can see that guy. Gaga. <laughs> Canada. I'm Canada, so America great. Canada, America great again. Uh, Georgia, would you wear that hat? It says Canada, America great again. <laughs> no. I, You're I, wearing a y'all ever shirt right now. Yeah, but I wouldn't wear a hat. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Did that pick up on my? A little bit? All right. Sorry. Well, guys, let's dive in. Uh, the person we're talking about is Ashley Rob Smith. Ford. <laughs> Why would you say that as I'm saying the dead teen's name? I'm sorry. No, you actually, you're right. That's I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Ashley Smith. You got it. Okay. Enjoy it. <laughs> Fuck. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doesn't matter what they say Cause I'm gonna get my way If I don't wanna go Yo, what's up? It's me, Slampton Cunt I just wanted to say it on the podcast and have it officially be there Slampton Cunt Dave Cuss Yo, hey, what's up? I'm Slampton Cunt and these are the newborns One, two, fuck you 
That's your band, Slampton Cunt and the Newborns. <laughs> Slave Cuss and Slampton Cunt. Slampton, yeah, dude. Uh, fans of, Sla- of Slampton Cunt's comedy are called Newborns. Why is my Newbies. career in the shitter? <laughs> I think your career is fine. Honest man. question, dude. <laughs> Help. I'm just being honest. I here. have a question. Help. <laughs> Help? Question mark? That's basically my Twitter feed. Help um, with a question mark at the end. Twitter feed me. <laughs> Guys, feed me. Buy my album. It's out everywhere. People keep asking the fucking. It's so funny. Like every time you release something and like say an album, and people are like, "Is it available on Amazon?" It's like, yes. Like, Dude. do you think? <laughs> do you think it's? It's always like the one platform they use. Well, is it available if I use the PlayStation Store? It's like, why don't you check for five yeah. seconds? Did you put it on smoke signal? <laughs> uh, Rolling uh-huh. Stones, uh, how do I get tickets to your show? Dude, yes. Madison Man, Square Garden. My favorite thing, I will literally I post a graphic <laughs> with a list of tour dates. That but says, how do I'm I- going on tour, and then at the bottom it says... Uh, Info at DaveToTheRoss.com. And then when I post it, I'll write a link and be like, all details at DaveToTheRoss.com slash shows. And it's a link. And then inevitably, the first comment will be, where's your show in St. Louis? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, man. The details are at DaveToTheRoss.com. Hi, Bernie Sanders. I saw that you're speaking uh, in my state. How do I go to that and listen to it? And <laughs> it's just like, at what point does that stop where people stop asking you directly for things that they could so fucking easily Google? Todd Berry has a great joke about it where he's like, I got this email. The email said, uh, hey, Todd, really excited for your show on Friday. Um, I'm going to be coming straight from work. Is there food at the venue? <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to maybe call a club with that one? I totally understand. I mean, like I've been like, that person who wonders, but then it's always just like it would be. It's easier to Google than to write that question into Facebook. Yeah, Do you understand my. Well, problem? it also is a thing. We are also <laughs> complaining. Extra level. We also are complaining from a from a place of having perspective on it. Because every time I see it, that's my reaction. Be like, oh come on! I just said go to the link, and then immediately I'm like. Yeah, but I don't know anything. <laughs> and so I just yeah. write back, it's at the St. Louis Comedy Club or wherever, yeah. you know, the place that doesn't exist. Oh, I forgot. The world is a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just write, the world is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> to every comment. That's my reply. Uh, hey, email buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com with your opinions on the phrase Slampton cunt. Hampton just stood up and put JoJo outside to shit. It's great. He's Sorry. A- I didn't know how long that would take. He's wearing a little jacket. He's wearing his shit jacket. I didn't know if he would shit all over me when I picked him up. We're trying to train our cat to shit outside. Not a good move in LA to have an outside cat. But he's not shitting, but I'll tell you what he is doing. He's attacking an SJW out there. <laughs> God damn it. I wish I could see. I'm, I'm angled where I can't see. Oh, yeah. He's taking down his SJW in the yard. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. I love the phrase SJW so much. These fucking SJWs and their fucking opinions. Dude, he just took out a POC SJW. Dude, yeah. BRB, LOL. Yeah. What is, what is he? This AO? Is D- See, uh, <laughs> this is now reached peak dad humor. <laughs> Isn't it weird how AOC? They got AOC so many terms. POC, AOC, <laughs> BRB, LOL. Guys, KFL. I stopped writing jokes ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what I do, I'm bad at it. <laughs> I'm your dad. 
Well, uh, I did a. Oh, speaking of acronyms, I did a show at a VFW yesterday. And That's let me, kind let me of tell what you, we're talking about, I guess. Uh, let me, let me, let me tell <laughs> You're you, a maniac. Those. Well, let me tell you, I should be able to say punchlines on my own podcast, shouldn't I? Well, it's too late now. I was waiting. Oh <laughs> uh, no, the time has passed. Oh, what is no, he doing? Hey, honestly, mm-hmm. I would like to hear the VFW Hall story. That sounds fun. I played a couple. No, dude, you interrupted me so much. It's the the joke is gone, and uh, wow, he's back. Jojo is back. And Are you sure it's not me. my cat that derailed the story? Now, Dave, you've been staring at Jojo for literally seventeen <laughs> minutes. That's true. No, you're right. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, who, wait, okay, who are we talking about? Oh, uh, this uh, girl Ashley Smith, uh, who's born in Canada. And when uh, did this happen? You said this happened really recently, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, let's get the exact facts on that because I don't want to disrespect the family. I feel bad because it is like fairly recent, but it's an important story because I think it's actually leading to some tangible change in Canada's prison system and their juvenile, you know, wow. uh, detention system. So she killed herself in prison. Yeah, which Jesus. is hard to do, and that's kind of the problem, right? Uh, she was born in 1988, and she died in 2007. Uh, so we've had the 10-year anniversary of it fairly recently, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, I can't she- believe Canada has guns in prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> Dude, she blew her brains out in with a prison, prison gun. With a prison <laughs> God, sorry. With a Gatling gun, dude. <laughs> With a Gatling gun. A Vulcan. It's the only gun they let in prison. Military this grade like a weapon. Comically old machine gun. <laughs> yeah, with a cannon. No. With, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because also, like, at a certain a point, Gatling gun. Sorry. At a certain point, you look at how the prison guards could have allowed this even to happen. Say, you know, and. uh It'll make more sense as the story kind of comes out. So she was uh, from New Brunswick, Canada. Shouts out. Uh, she was adopted at five years old by a really sweet family. Okay. But uh, that might be important that they weren't clued into where her mental illness, you know, uh, they didn't yeah. see it, you know. So they had a relatively normal childhood. Like she's just a normal girl, um, loves her family. But then around like, puberty age you would say around 13 it's like signs of mental illness happening but you would also just chalk it up to like teen 13 year old teen yeah yeah yeah, exactly so it's like she starts getting in altercations at school you know and like fights and stuff and parents are definitely like it's that sort of story you'd see and you'd feel bad for a family where it's like well you know the parents are so sweet but they got that out of control teen yeah like Constantly getting written up at school. Uh, but, you know, that's just a failure, I'd say. This might be really the beginning point of the failure of to recognize mental illness. Just like, no, there's no, at the time, there was no uh, school, you know, uh, therapist. I don't even know what you'd have. But somebody who would, you'd kind of send somebody who's showing signs of mental illness and like could like check on students and maybe start getting them on a medication program. Yeah, right. You know? Right, of course. I mean, that th- I feel when I read this story, that's that's the front line for sure, which <clears throat> isn't even really established that's at this so point. It's so tough, man. It's tough to call. Like, I mean, I think the reason it's tough 
for me, just like hearing that and thinking about that is like, that's true. But you're also like in danger of placing blame when you start saying, and I know that's not what you're doing, Yeah. but it's just like hard to talk about because you don't want to say like yeah. anything approaching oh, no, it was someone yeah. else's fault. Right. Well, I think it's uh, a whole system needs to be renovated thing. So it's right. not blame, but just where do we, where do we start? You know? Yeah. With that sort of thing. I went to a, a school with a kid who was very clearly had mental illness. Oh, sure. He His would... name was Hampton. <laughs> 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 then I fucking Tyler Durden split my personality. Yeah, I'm beating myself in a parking lot, fighting with myself. Yeah, dude. Dude, this kid was so wild where it was like, you know, he'd freak out in class, but then it reached a point where, you know, the teacher had just had no idea what to do. And she'd be like, you know, Hampton, get out of here. <laughs> For the purposes of this story, it was Hampton Parker Yunt. Me, myself, and I. Hampton, you're unbearable. <laughs> and he would he would run out of the class at a certain point. He'd get so agitated, so mad, because she'd be like, well, just put your head down. God, like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd run out of the class crying, and he'd lay down in the middle of the street, like, where their cars oh, just going. Oh, wow. Just, like, kill me. Like, and, like in, in sixth grade, I was like, okay, this is clearly, like, wow. a huge problem. Totally. Like, do his parents know? Well, the tough thing about that, was, yeah. man, isn't that... I mean, that's just one of the million reasons that it's a it sucks that we don't pay teachers that much because it's like sure. the 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 burden put on te- the, the what we need from teachers is for them to be completely knowledgeable in at least one subject mm-hmm. also able to relay that information to kids of whatever age yeah. but then also to be able to socialize these kids and it's like you that's already three incredibly difficult jobs you know it's just uh, occurred to me how there's this weird inequity like if you think about the lottery system, like we all pay, the lottery goes to public education. Uh-huh. It's like literally it just reached like a billion plus dollars in yeah. California, I think. Yeah. And it's just like, why doesn't that money just go to the fucking schools and the teachers? Like, well, dude, it kind of does. There's some sort of like, there's some weird disconnect where it costs, it costs a crazy amount of money to fund publicly educating one child and mm. we haven't figured out why mm. um but it doesn't translate to teachers getting paid more yeah it just doesn't and they like really should i mean to kind of to like what i was trying to say was teachers should be trained as child therapists also yikes at least they just should with guns also yes <laughs> so arm them and be therapists thank you yes fraser with a gat totally and then if they don't get better you shoot them like a horse <laughs> no i know honestly my, my my i hear you like there's definitely a lot of demand of what is needed but i think i also feel like man we are loading too much on teachers already like especially with the gun argument right like it's already people are like we have to start arming teachers it's like i mean i re- i know ugh. that i'm not we're putting too much on it. And that's why I say the money thing. That's why I think like we, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And what I'm saying is that like the sick reality is that in order for a teacher to be able to cover hmm. all of the bases they should cover in their job. Yeah. Those are the things they should be good at. Yeah. And then as a result, they should be paid $500,000 a year. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Like, if it was part of the comprehensive training that you're actually getting, is part is like which a it should be because kind you can't. You, I'm sorry, you just can't get around it. They are a part of their job is taking care of people that are in behavioral and mental and emotional development. So, even though that's technically not their responsibility, 
it is their responsibility. We are saying yeah. for well, at least 45 yeah. minutes a day, these kids are under your care. And the way around that really is pay it more. I mean, like, yeah. you know, this, this workload doesn't seem as crazy. This is definitely not start... me blaming the teachers. I'm no, just yeah. saying, like, if we, why aren't we thinking of it this way? <laughs> it, it We're just not culturally to... thinking of it that way. Exactly. It's something we really need to analyze in our society is how yeah. we've really let down schools. And I mean, look at like what's happening here in the United States with like Betsy DeVos, where it's like, you know, trying to basically force charter schools down America's throat, which is a bad fucking idea didn't she also say that uh college rape isn't real <laughs> yeah she says a lot of cool things <laughs> yeah she's, she's doing her own pod God, dude. that's pretty wild but this uh this story happens in canada but i do feel like it is the same problem yeah, like it yeah. really is like that's kind of the thing uh, why i almost find it interesting because you always hear so many stories of like well canada's healthcare is so good right or like there seems to be a little bit more infrastructure that's geared towards people. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is kind of a problem that Canada is now dealing with still. Like they're they're really this case uh became kind of a watershed, you know, like moment. So um this is the craziest thing. Uh this girl, Ashley Smith, you know, she's getting in trouble, kind of normal shit. One time she's like hanging out with her friends or something like in the, you know, neighborhood. And like the male person's coming and she's like, they're making some joke about like, I'll, I'll speed her up with like the welfare checks, which is like a pretty inappropriate joke. But she then grabs a crap apple mm-hmm. and throws it at the post office employee. And the post office employee is like a complete narc. And it's just like federal employee calls the cops. She just assaulted a federal employee. She's 14 years old, you know, Whoa. arrest her. Yeah. That's the beginning. For the next four years, Ashley remains in incarceration. Wow. And when was she sent to prison? She was She's sent 14. to juvie, right? And so... This is like late 90s then? Uh, no, uh, this this now would be in the 2000s. Okay. This is uh, the early 2000s. She killed herself in 2007. So and, going and back four she, years. When this she is, killed this is around 2003. She killed herself 2007. When she was 18? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's basically... The reason I find this story very interesting is how the system is set up where basically, you know, if you start getting written up, what is the ramification of that? You know, oh. she throws crab apples at a post office employee and the judge is like, you have to do a month in juvie, right? Wow. One month. She stays there for four years. What? Four years in incarceration, not even that one prison. Uh and it's based because she of, kept fucking up in prison, basically. Yeah, it would be like at first low level shit. Your room's a mess or whatever, you know. Demerit, start getting written up. She has mental health problems and is never assessed because at the time she's just like just seen as a troubled teen, right? Yeah, she's a troubled teen comes in. She's only been given a month, but then it's like you know, if you hit a guard, yeah, you smack him. Now you got to be here five months. So her and a couple, like I watched this documentary and I really recommend it. It's on YouTube. It's called The Fifth Estate is the series. It's called The Fifth Estate. And um, they do an episode about Ashley Smith. And that's where I was getting a lot of this information, right? What? <laughs> what? Oh, you had like kind of a, like an interesting look on your face. Huh? Oh, yeah. No, I had a really dumb thought in it. The problem is that it's really not easy to explain how I got there. <laughs> but at this point, I now have to say it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Be I was literally what I was going to say is like, 
it's not funny. Fuck. But it's like the name of the movie is actually the fifth state, except Hampton's Italian. <laughs> Dude, that is so worth it. I can't believe I had to pull that tooth out of your skull. That's I a, didn't know that's gold. That was a gold tooth. You Dave. were staring at me while I was trying to figure out how to say it. <laughs> Dude, Sebastian Maniscalco is the only good comedian. God, I hate him so much. I actually So re- then I get on the treadmill and the guy next to me has headphones on. What's this guy gay? <laughs> I do enjoy it, but Who wait, eats wait. cantaloupes, <laughs> bears, and bears only. To just get offended about little things is kind of funny to me. But mm-hmm. I, I had a character this morning that I was showing Georgia. Uh, you ready for it? Sure. Okay, get ready. Uh, Italian Jesus Christ. Hey, that's a <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he had both arms out to each side, like on the cross, but he was. Then he was like the capiche, mo- the capiche, capiche hand symbol. movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a spicy uh, crucifixion. Wow. <laughs> Hampton in this bit that I've only seen him do one time ever at an open mic, where he uh, sounds right. He was like, "This is my impression of a shitty two-year-old," and then he put two middle fingers in the air and said, "I'm this many." <laughs> I, st- I still do that joke. Do you? Yeah, it's a great joke. I brought it back because it's so visual. I've never recorded it for yeah. an album. Now out on sale. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I was telling Georgia when I did the Italian Jesus, I was like, "Guess what? This could go really good with the badass two-year-old joke." <laughs> it's like two visual jokes. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> She's like, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the fifth estate uh, is the documentary <laughs> series, and uh, really good. And so they're tackling like a bunch of you know cases that have gotten really fucked up. Um, sorry, yeah, wait, what? You're gonna let JoJo back in? Shh. He's been like standing there forever, meowing and pawing. At you the cannot thing. stop staring at my cat, <laughs> and then blaming me. You know, JoJo broke up the Beatles. Yoko. Yoko broke up. <laughs> JoJo is my Yoko. Uh, I love the both of you so much. I just I just look at you. I like that you gave a shit that he was outside, and you're like, oh, I got to get your cat back He's in. A cat. At the expense of our a award-winning person. podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we what, What's our award? We won Joe Ray tweeting that it's good. <laughs> We won that. <laughs> That's fair and square. Hey, get out of here. You can't eat bread. Fair and square. We beat out lady to lady <laughs> for the Jonah Ray endorsement. Thank God. <laughs> so here's here's kind of also a, a, just a really tough mental image um, of uh, just a minor committing suicide. Yeah, I, I just how how fucked up the system really is, and yeah. it's like say if you're mentally ill, how. Uh, oh, yeah, you're going to just lose your mind in incarceration. She goes to juvenile detention center. The way they treat that is, they, same as prison, they strip search you. So she's a 14-year-old girl uh, who's getting sent there for throwing crab apples. Uh, and it's like, take off all your clothes. We've got to search your cavities. Like, uh, shit like that. Dude, what? Yeah. Man. So she's upset. Like, I, And that's the big thing is she thinks it's all bullshit. Yeah. So well, the, she's right. And and then when she'd get written up for something and sent something where else, she felt so justified. She'd always be like, This is just such clear bullshit. I'm not gonna back down. You know, I'm a child, you're adults, you're all gonna get in trouble, sort of thing. Yeah. And like and they never did. Yeah, like she just would get her stay extended for a Fuck, long time. What? 
Yeah. Dude. And she had a friend. So here's the thing is uh, she would start getting put into solitary. So it's not even just you're extending your stay. It was solitary confinement after a certain point. Real quick. What the fuck? And Well, okay. that is, yeah. I mean, talk about mental illness. Inhumane. It is absolutely inhumane yeah, yeah. to what, what proceeded to kind of happen because... You know, I've always been like, man, if I went to prison, I, so give me just solitary confinement. I'll read a bunch of books and no. shit. And it's it doesn't work out that way. It is no, a, you'll it's a like, completely you end different up clawing thing. your own fingers off. They also treat you like the highest threat possible. Yeah. So it's not like they just fuck off and leave you alone. It's like they leave on all the lights 24 hours. Oh my God. And they, what? Yeah. And they are watching you through a camera system. Whoa. While you shit, piss, do whatever. They have to make sure you're not going to kill yourself, right? Whoa. Yeah, so she starts getting that pretty early, and it's like, Jesus Christ, she's only like 14, you know? Yeah. Plus, she has mental illness. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that kind of, I mean, we I can only she really... she had mental guess. chillness. <laughs> she was mentally chill. There's weird stories where it's like... People who were also in solitary confinement chill. were like, she was cool, like because we all would just try and get the guards upset. Like that was how you made fun. Like once you're in that system of like, well, I guess I keep getting punished. <laughs> yeah. I guess I got to come up with new fun ways to, you know, to piss them off. Wow. Yeah. It's like you think the whole thing's bullshit. So like people would talk about it. It's like you know, she and me, we would just like fuck with the guards <laughs> and not do what they say. You know, if they're like hands against the wall, you know, like we're gonna enter in your cell. We wouldn't do it you know? yeah because what are you gonna punish or me we'd with? like take off our clothes or like yeah throw shit at him or something like it eventually got to that level over the next four years really like yeah. throwing shit at the guard she wow she that's the thing is like it's kind of out of her hands no which point. i support yeah i'm not saying like <laughs> <laughs> come with it now yeah. <laughs> throw shit at the guards <laughs> burn a cop car <laughs> Yeah, turds on parade. <laughs> dude, don't learn how to play the guitar. Learn how to play the turd. Yeah, dude. That's the ultimate shit. anarchist. That's If you learn anything from this podcast, it's this shit in your hand and throw it at cops. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like, the big thing is like no one's like registering that she has mental illness, right? She never got a psych evaluation. No, yeah, they just thought she was mentally chill <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> You should drink uh, a mental Guinness <laughs> and find some mental chillness. <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry. This oh, is such a tragic story. Oh. No, it's it's. Oh, and by the way, yeah, uh, I should have said this earlier. Yeah, trigger warning with that Fifth Estate video. Like it opens up on like just it's like Pizza. watching. <laughs> They open on a shot of a nice, delicious piece of pizza. You want pepperoni? You check out the fifth of his head. Get a nice calamari, a teen kills yourself. Oh, God Get damn. Thing. Get the whole shebang. I mean, trigger warning with all of this, right? This well, is about it, the saddest so, it gets. It's really graphic. So, like, yeah, yeah, if you're not used to watching, say, like... Uh, footage of soldiers accidentally killing citizens like like i'll watch i i mean it's really upsetting one sec jojo has to shit i think jojo is trying to get his jacket out of the closet <laughs> wow i can't believe i had to interrupt talking about a teen suicide to let my cat take a shit yeah comedy heaven plus well, a metaphor for kind of everything isn't it because, I mean, throughout the day, you got to let your cat shit. Otherwise, your cat will die. And that's kind of like just being alive, right? 
<laughs> Guys, Hampton's helpful Let hint. Your mental cat shit. Newest helpful hint: take a shit. Yeah, you're depressed and you want to kill yourself. Are you sure you don't need to just take a shit? Mental illness, more like mental cat shit. Maybe you're just full of poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the poop out your head. <laughs> hey, poop head. If you there's got, too much poop in your head. If you got poop thoughts and you shit hard enough and really believe in it, you can shit out them thoughts. This is Dr. Phil now. Shitty thoughts. <laughs> sometimes Shitty your thoughts. thoughts are made of cum and sometimes they're made of shit. <laughs> and we just want to get y'all to a point where your head is full of cum only. No more shit. No more shit. No more shit. <laughs> what can you say about Hugh Hefner? He had a head full of cum. A dreamer. A dreamer of cum. A head full of cum and a head. butt full of shit. <laughs> what can you say about Hugh Hefner? A heart full of cum and a head full of boners. <laughs> One man decided to change the world. For the rapists. I did love it when he died. Like, I never, you know, I'm never going to be like, boo, if you're sad when someone died, of course. But seeing people be like, you you have to was a great man. I was like, okay. Yeah. No, immediately when people posted that, I posted up photos of him hanging out with Bill Cosby. And I think that was literally when I started to announce that we had a podcast. I was like, then I put it up again and I was like, tagged you and me. And I was like, Dave Ross and Hampton are starting a podcast. Dave and Hampton Two are buddies. leaving Neverland. <laughs> Entering Neverland. Entering the sequel. Neverland. Dude, we're going back in for back one to last Neverland. Big score. <laughs> <laughs> when does Neverland become Foreverland? I I guess. Wow, Michael that was Jackson. maybe the most horrible thing I've ever said. <laughs> wow, JoJo's back. JoJo's oh, back, God. and I can smell his shits. He takes awful hey, yeah, hey, yeah, he took a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, JoJo. Damn, dude. What'd you eat? Cat food? Wow. What'd you eat, cat food? Because your shit smell like cat food. It smells like cat food, dude. <laughs> Isn't it funny how well, where cat do you food think- becomes cat shit? Where do you think we get the cat food from, dude? Exactly. The stork. It's a perfect motion machine. He just eats his own shit. It's, oh, it just goes totally. on and on. Yeah, man. He's his own human centipede. <laughs> but it's a cat. Cat centipede. That's the movie we got to make. <laughs> well, okay. Let's finish up the suicide they podcast. All, all... <laughs> then let's get into making this movie. Dude, come on. 12 cats wake up in a vet's office and they're all just like, meow, meow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I asked uh, for my cat to get declawed. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I turned your cat into a catapede. Uh. Long have people doubted my ability to join the anuses of one cat to another. <laughs> well, I showed them that one guy who doubted me. <laughs> Like, I always wonder what the human sense guy was trying to follow prove. follow our 12-step program, and you, too, could achieve mental chillness. <laughs> she wasn't mentally chill, dude. She was probably mentally ill. And that's how you segue back into teen suicide. <laughs> teen suicide. Mm. So, um, it's definitely uh, the most intense, like, um, Guantanamo Bay kind of treatment at that point. Dude, yeah, I mean, solitary confinement, fuck. She what basically fuck? starts attacking guards, and they start attacking her back. Like, it is full cool. on just, like, hit her, get her to stop hitting us, taser her, uh, which happened actually later. Towards the end, she was getting tased. But 
at one point there's a part in this documentary where it's like she's put you know if you here's how it kind of starts is her and this friend are trying to fuck with the guards a lot right and one way to fuck with them is to like fake suicide right like all, all everyone on the staff now has to pay attention to me it's like all you know everything gets shut down we have to go take care of this girl right mm-hmm. so she ties like a blanket around her neck and she like leaves it really slack where it's kind of like i'm gonna do it like she's like just saying like you know she there's nowhere for her to jump it's very like right okay she's just fucking around. so that was the first case of just like god we gotta go all hands on deck Oh, wow. Okay. Take care of it. But she would tell her friends, she's like, I'm just fucking around. Like, I don't want to kill myself. I want to fucking get, make these guards mad. I fucking hate these guards, you know? Wow. So that was at least the takeaway initially, right? She's just doing one of the things you do to get the staff to, you know, harass get a rise you. Out of you them. harass them. So you can talk to people, probably. And it's no <laughs> one's handing you to a psychiatrist, right? That's so crazy. Early on, you'd be like, she is in- inciting violence for like literally no reason. This person needs you know? help. Yeah, like what's going on? Well, there's also just a very basic, like past any of this, there is a very basic, like, they're children. Mm-hmm. They need help. Yeah, it's a first and foremost. And that's why, it's, you know, you try and find where you're like, where can you earliest catch this? But, you know. Uh, yeah, of course. So. And just in general, like, it's, yeah, at every step of the way, the, of the way. some teacher noticing her acting out, if she, if that teacher were, like, given... The proper training. The proper training or knowledge could have been like, you know what? We have to um, talk to this kid's parents. We have Mm. to do some more training ourselves, send them to a certain place. You know what I mean? Dude, no, yeah. Throughout this whole thing, I mean, it's really awful to watch this footage, of course, because it's most of the footage they're showing is like, see this treatment that she got from the guards? But it's also like they were following like by the book procedure, right? Like they were literally doing what is asked to be done if someone like punches you in the face like you are supposed to restrain them if they if they avoid being restrained and are still trying to bite you and kick you you have to like mace them right and like yeah. it just goes on and on and on right they're just doing procedure so that's kind of one of the problems the other problem is of course the mental health evaluation just not happening but the the fact of them following procedure oddly is what is going to make things worse. Yeah. You know, you're just exacerbating the situation. No one's taking the time to be like, what is happening? Right. Calm down, do whatever you need to calm down. How can we get her to calm down and get her to talk to a doctor? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's no reason that a 14 year old should be like, you know, stripping off their clothes and like trying to commit suicide and trying to punch you in the face and everything. Yeah. So yeah, like when it got to the suicide thing, right. Then it reaches this other level where it's already the most fucked up thing. She's been in solitary this whole time, right? Where they're like, we now have to put you in the strap where it's, we can't. What's the strap? It's like, we can't risk you committing self-harm, right? So they like tie you to a fucking bed? It is one of the most horrifying things I've Mm -hmm. ever seen. It looks like Houdini, right? When Houdini would go fully like underwater in a straitjacket from head to toe, right? What? It's literally like tie your toes together, tie your ankles, tie your knees, tie your, you know, let arms to your side. We put you in like a burrito, like cocoon of like straight jacket type material. We I can see up. why they call it the strap and not the burrito. <laughs> 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 oh, I knew we'd find the humor. <laughs> that is, 
right. You're right. Man, put you in a burrito. Oh, and, but, oh no, but it sucks. Hell it sucks. yeah. It's, no, it's bad. It's bad. No, that's so funny. Like as you're <laughs> not the burrito. For the burrito, they just put like they're like okay, guac is extra. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be a dollar more, and they just put that layer on top of you before they, they seal just, it up, and then they pour sour cream it's worth on it. your head. It's worth it. <laughs> so it is truly horrifying, and yeah, it looks yeah. like Houdini. And then, like literally, as I'm watching this documentary, I'm like, wow, that I'm just like almost puking. I'm like, this this girl's, you know, like. Ah, like just screaming mad, right? Yeah. And um that's terrifying. As that's happening, they like just put on like almost like a hockey helmet on top of her, like thump. Like because oh. that's the last level is, is like mouth guard, can't bite your tongue, just can't bash your head on anything. And they're the whole time they're kind of like, we're gonna have to keep doing this. And it more is like they they have to do it at a certain point if she risks yeah. harm, but they're telling her that like this is gonna happen next time. And then, like, she, like, would piss herself, like, there. She'd have to be strapped, literally motionless, for, like, five hours or something like that. Piss herself, sit in her piss. Dude, I... Yeah. This is breaking my fucking heart. It's it's really traumatic. Um, is she single? <laughs> <laughs> is there a Mr. Doubtfire? <laughs> is there a Mrs. Holland Opus? Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean... I don't know. A part of me at a certain point was like, ooh, this is more just upsetting than I think. But I think um, what is important is to kind of draw just a spotlight on what this story was exposing, which is just like, how are we failing mentally ill teens yeah. in Canada at the time? And they're really trying to make some changes, but so far it's actually been about the same. It really hasn't changed much. Yeah, There's just, you know... At, this is a story a lot of people point to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's kind of just in that system for about three years. Right. And she would get moved, uh, to a different, uh, juvenile detention center cause they didn't want to deal with her. Right. Yeah. Cause at a certain point it becomes really like time. It, the, it's not time effective almost to have this person who's constantly causing problems that all of your staff has to go to. And this becomes the presiding problem when then she's 17 and she gets put then into adult women's penitentiary. What? Yeah. Basically she, you know, so there's no getting out. She's been assaulting people that whole time. And it was like, she basically built up a record of being in fucking solitary confinement and like beating up the guards. And no one in the, oh, in the prison crazy, system or the police system takes a step back and looks at the reality that she just threw an apple one time and, <laughs> I, I and know. everything else That's happened in blood. prison. It's from a crab apple. She threw a fucking crab apple at a post office employee as a joke. And then that dude was like, federal employee, you're going to do Oh, fuck. So she created. Canada sucks. She um, committed 800 offenses in that whatever time right. in juvie. So that's. Right. An insane amount of you know times for sure. Oh, 800 wasn't an exaggeration. That was the amount you're saying? Yeah. Whoa. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's weird because now whenever I hear a number that's just very round, I'm always like, that can't be the right number. Oh, I'm sure it's not the exact number, but like if when you people read like, that somewhere, it's probably around that. <laughs> like when people are like, six million Jews died in the Holocaust, I'm like, what a titan. <laughs> Who has that joke? Someone has that joke. <laughs> Somebody does. It's like... Oh, you know what? Brian Regan. Brian Regan. Jim Gaffigan. 
Oh, no, I actually think it's Larry David has it as a stand-up joke. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's one of the best stand-ups who's never really done stand-up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best stand-ups who's never basically done (laughs) stand-up. Six million, that's an even number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to get... Okay, so she gets... Towards the very end, so where they're kind of like, she has to go to adult prison. She's tasered twice in one month. So, it's, I, I, by the way, there's never going to be a point in the story where I'm like, and then she was given a bunch of ice cream and everything was great. <laughs> like, it's all bad. We know that. It's all very <laughs> bad. So, also throughout that time, she she would do suicide, like faking her own suicide or whatever to just fuck with people. Sure. Like, there's really... Yeah, they're, they're, it's out of her hands. She has mental health issues, and she's kind of just doing repeat repetitive behavior. And now at this point, she feels like she's outside of regular society for so long that it's like, I guess I'm just a prisoner. Like, I guess that's who I am. And okay, when she got moved to regular adult mm-hmm. prison at mm-hmm. 17, that's really close to the end of her life, right? That yeah. was in like 2006 or early 2007 yeah. or something. So what happened to her in there it just probably it's i guess a lot. became real no, it's, that she's not getting out it's like they keep find it's like every time i was looking through the story it's like wow you keep finding new ways to break a human being basically yeah. so all that same behavior that's happened uh where she how she's being treated is continuing she's put into basically solitary confinement right away when she goes into prison Dude, what the mom was told she's going to be get this is good because we agree, juvenile detention has failed her, uh, and they're having conversations with the mom about it, and they're like, we, they failed her. We're gonna, we need to put her in adult penitentiary because there they have the real services that can help her with her problems. Wow. She gets transferred over, gets put into solitary right away, and never sees a fucking mental health professional. <laughs> what? Immediately. Yeah. Because she starts with infractions yeah you know like within a couple days and it just starts it just Mm -hmm. starts all over right she's not well so it's yeah in a vacuum that's just gonna happen so the last year this is why i say man they find new ways to break you uh in the last year let's see she was moved 17 times between nine institutions whoa back and forth back all around all around canada whoa yeah because she she would cause problems at the women's prison the warden would go i don't want to fucking deal with this mm-hmm. this person's a maniac who's causing trouble all the time ship him off to fucking winnipeg you know like yeah. so that's you know it's like if you're already really fucked up like just at that point now you have like even lo- less of a sense of self you don't even have a sense of geography you're just like i don't have a home i'm just being moved around to different guards who want to beat me up Basically, it's not like I live at this prison. I'm just here till they move me to the next one. And I imagine that is truly heartbreaking and impossible to deal with. And her mom, during the time, couldn't find her during that year. She was moved around so much, they wouldn't tell the mom. And she'd have to like track it down. But by the time she tracked down where she was moved to, she'd be moved to another prison. What? So her mom couldn't even talk to her on the phone or anything. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. So that's kind of where I'm So like, what prison was she in when she committed suicide? Um, I guess it was the Grand Valley Institution for Women in Kitchener, Ontario. Um, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I went to go And how visit. did she do it? Well, she did, same thing. Where you always um, 
like cut strips of uh, cloth usually to make a noose or something. So it, towel, you know. I love you always. Uh, what? You said you always. Oh, what you always? <laughs> well, you always cut strips. Well, I mean, you know, she, they definitely try to do whatever they can where it's like, there's there were times like she say got beat up by guards because like there was a, a they heard that she had a string in her like room so it became a whole incident you know like but when you say you always cut strips to make a noose oh that's yeah. like a trope in prison is what you're saying yeah yeah exactly I didn't know that because it's like there's just so few ways you can actually like kill yourself and is that there. so she hung herself is yeah, what you're saying hung herself. hanged herself. Yeah, um, hung herself. Yeah, uh, hanged, hung. It's hanged. <laughs> oh, is it? Hung describes uh, dicks. Yes, dick sporting goods. <laughs> no, like if something like hung down, but the act of hanging the oh, past okay. tense is hanged. Okay. Yeah. Um. So she hanged herself in her cell. Yeah. Um, Jesus fuck. She'd, you know, she'd done this multiple times where she's like, I'm going to kill myself. And she knows she's being recorded. Right. So in every instance, the lights are always on and she's being recorded. So what had happened at this point was this warden was specifically like, I'm fucking done with this. So he gave a command, which actually goes again with like, um, procedure, which is like, do not enter the cell, uh, at this point, uh, and, uh, only enter the cell if she has stopped breathing. So all of the staff watched her die, watched her kill herself. It's horrific, dude. A what? Literally. <laughs> this is why, this is why it's such a watershed moment for like this shit. Because the, and the logic in that is like, she's never going to stop faking her <clears throat> own death. It wasn't exactly that. It's more like she's reached this point of like violence where we assume if we enter, she will attack us or something. And like, but like <sighs> they also did not have any way to scale down the situation or know what to do. Like they just kind of were like told at that point, like, okay, well at this point she's hit, you know, like, uh, she's, she's been, <laughs> she's done this so many times that this is our only course of action is to let her do it. I guess. Jesus. I mean, that's not really what, yeah, but I mean, that's what it happened, you know? Right. And so that's why it's such a fucking horrifying moment for people. Fucking goddamn. A lot, a, basically, everyone who touched that situation got fired uh, for, you know, and like, oh, un- yeah, unelected. Yeah, they sh- they should have like, gotten fired. From office. For sure. But still, fired. it's like. I got fired. Uh, <laughs> I watched someone die, so I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tough day at work. Yeah. Ugh. I think I might get fired. Yeah. Jesus. So, but you know, I definitely, when mm. I was watching the documentary, I'm trying to be sympathetic to, you know, a prison guard has got to be a really fucking hard job. Right. Sure. And I mean, it also probably though attracts a lot of meatheads or <laughs> like people who, I mean, it's hard to know, man. I have a friend, I have a good friend who is a prison guard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I've never seen him at work and I've talked to him about it very sparingly. I mean, I also haven't seen him in years, but um, I mean, there's humanity to be found in every place. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I would I would venture a guess that there were some sadists who were the guards <laughs> and there were some good people who were who right. found themselves under the spell of the situation. Well, it's that question mm-hmm. of like, um, I hate to say it, that's, you know, where I'm like, I try and have empathy for that situation, even just how to tactically read that. Where yeah. it's, it is kind of the girl who cried wolf. 
in a sense. And I hate to say that, but it's like, if this is like a reoccurring problem, it's like, God, they're fucking doing it again. Well, that's kind of why I will say like, I don't, I don't immediately jump to fuck those guards because, because it, she was failed Mm. and there definitely were a million other things that should have been done for her. But that specific guard in that situation, all that guard knows is in my position, this person does this over and over and so we don't know what to do, and I just take orders. <laughs> yeah, I really uh, was like, this is feels like a fucking Nuremberg. What should have happened? Where they're like, I'm following orders. Like, you know, uh, I'm sorry. And you, I th- wouldn't even take it that far. I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, if you saw someone actually like choking to death, like, and you're looking through a window, like, I don't know who's to say what. You but know, that's not what I mean. But if you're in a group, it just that's. But I'm not even saying that. Like, I, I yeah. Definitely, if I was watching someone kill themselves, I would freak the fuck out and be like, let me in, let me in, let me in. On an individual basis, you know. But no, what I mean is just sort of like you, there is a, you're in a mental place with this as a person who's been dealing with it over and over again. And I, yeah, when it comes down to the moment where she's dying, it's like, fuck you if you're not rushing in there. But I think that the bigger thing to blame is, letting it get to that point at all yeah like it's a huge the solution made up top shouldn't be mm-hmm. well call her bluff <laughs> yeah, exactly. it should be like exactly. get this person some help they're playing poker with it yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah don't just like ah, yeah. the kobayashi maru <laughs> yeah the ultimate test of a captain's intelligence what is she's not gonna stop here? killing herself until she's dead <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about what are you talking about <laughs> dude the documentary that i watched in the fifth estate uh it's so graphic, but there is one truly hysterical moment that I might have to show you later that one of the wardens, they got an interview with them and motherfucker looks exactly like Ned Flanders. Oh my God. And not only that, he's wearing, he's such a Canadian. He's wearing uh, one of those leather jackets that has all the tassels, you oh know, my like God. a brown, brown leather jacket that's like Native American. <laughs> and he's like the whitest Ned Flanders dude. And he's like, here's the cell where... She departed. <laughs> like, oh just, my god! It's fucking nuts, man. Damn. I had to pause and be like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, that's the funny thing about making a murderer. Like all these things that mm. took place in the '90s too. Yeah. The '90s had a very specific. We think of like the the. You always remember like art and music from whatever era as like the fashion of the time, um, <laughs> and you forget that the mainstream actual fashion of the 90s was people wore big suits and everybody had a mustache (laughs) and like huge ugly aviator glasses everyone looked like a fucking idiot in the 90s yeah that's the Um, thing is this this motherfucker in the fifth estate this was like six years ago (laughs) well there's that too well i mean also 2007 isn't that long after the 90s no and this Uh, was like a this is like 10 years later a documentary being made you know so it's closer like now two years ago yeah it's like this is recent well i guess that's the other thing i guess yeah i guess really what i'm saying is that you think of an era as having fashion but most people just dress in the like really boring way everyone is always dressed and then you throw canada on top of it right and the (laughs) Probably this person lived not even in a cool part of Canada, you know, like <laughs> they lived in like Calgary or fucking so Hamilton big, or whatever. I don't know anywhere. Uh, oh, Hamilton. <laughs> That's where Georgia is from, man. Is it? Hamilton's yeah, and, super and close to Detroit. A, and there's a women's prison uh, there, which we, last time I was there, I was like, fuck, cool. <laughs> women's prison. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. Why, wow, you had a boner? Nice. I just think women's prison <laughs> sounds cool. <laughs> 
Dude, they're probably having pillow fights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're probably Why is that teasing awesome? each dude, other in the women's shower. Prison. Women's prison, <laughs> yeah. dude. Dude, check it out. Kids prison. Uh, hey, dude. everybody, and welcome to Kids Prison. Yay! <laughs> Kids prison? <laughs> no, dude. Women's prison. Adult women. Adult women's prison. Adult women's. Uh, it's- Why's it got to be women's prison? Why can't it be man's prison? <laughs> Take it back, man. We're taking it back. Yeah, dude. So something that's just kind of interesting is... Oh, I can't go to a women's prison just because I'm a proud boy? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, like, this is insane to have spent four years in solitary confinement. Like, there's so many problems with this case, but... That on just paper is like a human rights violation that's insane. Absolutely. Like you're actually not allowed to put someone in solitary confinement more than 60 days. Totally. So what would happen is she kept getting... Initially, she'd be taken out very briefly and then put back in. But then uh, when she was in women's prison, it was just like, ship her off to another place. Start the clock from zero. So she'd be like in a penitentiary solitary confinement for like 59 days and then like fuck her, I don't like her anymore. And they'd send her off and then another 59 days. Like, oh, it's torture. Her. It's literal torture, yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen that movie? I think it's called Murder in the First. Uh, the First with, State. The- yeah, the, yeah it's, it's <laughs> totally. <laughs> Murder in the First Street Pizza. Um, <laughs> um, no, it stars Kevin Bacon and he's a guy who like steals a loaf of bread when he's young and very poor during the depression and ends up in prison forever and keeps literally it's this story kind of, he, he just keeps being put in solitary confinement. It's actually a super good movie. It came out sometime in the nineties. Kevin Bacon's awesome in it. And, uh, it just, I know it's dramatized for the sake of a movie, but it turns him into this, like not, it turns him into this, not like monster, but monster in the sense of like, he has a hunchback. His fucking skin is pale white. Hmm. He's like crazy. He can't talk right. Oh, and they wow. just, I mean, if you think about it, you're like in a box. You can't oh, see yeah. sunlight. You're not talking to anybody. It would drive you fucking crazy. <laughs> That's my thing is like the healthiest person going through what <laughs> Ashley Smith went to. Yeah. You would justifiably be crazy. throwing shit at the wall crazy. Yeah. There is no way that would not break a person. And they talk all the time about how damaging really solitary confinement is. It's the one thing that I think is actually important to maybe draw away from this is like hu- humans really need community. We yeah. really need each other. Like there's always the story being told in society that it's all about competition and it's dog eat dog and <laughs> survival of the fittest, right? Like that's yeah. how humans evolve, survival of the fittest. And it's like, yeah, us against other species, not us all fighting with each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why we can defeat sharks now. <laughs> but like right. if I'm trying to kill you or uh, you or I, like that that doesn't work. And a species works a lot stronger when we're together. So humans have really evolved this need for um like c- c- companionship. And this is why you should join the Suicide Buddies Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not a bad, that's not a bad promo. Guys, join the Suicide Buddies Facebook group. <laughs> Hell yeah. Join the Twitter. Buy a shirt. Y'all ever? <laughs> Buy my album. God, talk about that in a community. But uh, I don't know. I don't like know. We need human interaction. And so, it's a real thing. You know what else we fucking need? Sunlight. We really oh, yeah. do. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Human interaction and sunlight 
take that away from a person and they'll lose their fucking mind. I think the solitary mm-hmm. that she would get is you still get one hour out in the day. But like, if you imagine what how that process actually works, it's like, all right, put her in chains, get her up, yeah. get moving there. It's like, it's really not like... And they do it at a time of the day yeah. when there's no one else in the yard, you have, generally. Exactly. It's like that kind mm-hmm. of shit. So, well, and I think the, no my guess, the point you were trying to enough. make when I <laughs> interrupted to promo our Facebook group uh, was... I think that a like a it's something to remember if you're depressed, oh, yeah. especially if exactly. you're suicidal. Like, how much you we need without people. meaning to because you're depressed and because of the thoughts that enter your brain about people in your life and because of how you feel about yourself, you isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and that's obviously not close to what happened to this girl. But just do remember. That you do need people. Yeah. Dude, you know, after... To understand the psychology of it. If yeah. you're shutting yourself off, or if you get shut off from society, you will go crazy. It and compounds that's what I'm saying. the, the problems. The healthiest person going into this situation would most certainly have killed themselves. But you should almost consider in your own life, you're like, how am I putting myself in a type of solitary confinement? I have literally texted Hampton... Since Brody Stevens died, <laughs> I literally have texted Hampton... Uh, and I've been doing that. You're not the only person. I, I did this with Doug Mellard and a few other people. A lot of my friends are depressed. I am. I've li- like, and I'll. Uh, I texted Hampton to see if he wanted to hang out, and I didn't hear back for like five hours or something. And that's fine. We're all busy. I was in Whatever. the strap. I was in the you burrito. In the strap. <laughs> and I, I texted him. Like walk treatment. After that amount of time, I, I texted. Uh, hey man, if you're busy or just don't want to hang out, that's fine. But if you're depressed, text me back right now, and let's hang out right now. I care about you. And he wrote back like, oh, I'm at the DMV or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and so that's fine. Like, I don't take it personally. But, uh, but I've been doing that because I know that my friends do what I do, yeah. which is you get in your head and you're like, people don't want to hang out with me. And it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, never I- don't hang out with me if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> that's when you should hang out with me. Yeah. I mean, it's... Because it's, I'm a lot of fun. There's just something so <laughs> beautiful about it that it's not... <laughs> <laughs> you I feel like you really had to convince yourself because I'm fun. <laughs> I mean, because I'm the fun one. I've been told I'm fun. You know, my friends back home call me Lemon Meringue. Because <laughs> I got pie. Because I got pie. Because uh, I got pie. I keep wanting to tweet and be like, that uh, the guy who song, sang that song about because he got high, he sounds like he really fucked his life up. <laughs> yeah, dude. What happened? Isn't it funny how that song is actually an anti-drug song? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Exactly. People don't know that. Yeah, he's uh-huh. really just talking about how awful. By the end of got. the like the the last verse of the song is like I lost my family and my car because I got huh. <laughs> and then his other single on that same album, it, I forget the name of it, but it's like it's it like goes Ro- Ro- Colt Forty Five yeah. Two Zigzags, mm-hmm. baby, that's all we need. That's the title, Colt Forty Five and Two Zigzags, dude. Then smoke that dope, but we yeah, and that's row, row, row the joint. Pick out the seeds and stems. Getting high as hell, cruising through Palmdale, skating on Dayton rims. I don't know if you know this, but Afro Man does su- suffer from mental chillness. Oh, you're damn right, he does. <laughs> um, that's all I'm saying is if Afro Man could have gotten some chillness. of that good green. Nice, he has nice teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Dental chillness. <laughs> I got mental illness and dental chillness. Well, What's up? <laughs> so I, I wish there was more of a... Actually, I have, I do not have dental chillness. <laughs> I wish there was I more of an optimistic thing 
at the end of this, but it's more like, I don't know, if this does concern you, look into it more and maybe do, if you live in Canada, write your politician, because it doesn't seem like a lot has been done to actually rectify how they treat mental illness. It's more like a bunch of people got fired because right. they saw her, you know, commit suicide. And that's a very tangible thing you can point to and go, oh, that's inhumane or whatever. But it's like, there's more a system of inhumane treatment going that's on. It's so in incredible. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, well, crazy, this person dude. died because of mental illness. What should we do? Take jobs away from people. <laughs> jobs away from people. <laughs> Take their jobs away. You just gave it away to a bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> now, run in the prison. No, I was saying like <laughs> losing your job and losing money is also a gateway to your mental illness uh, and that's flaming. That's actually a really funny point. <laughs> just like yeah. our well, society has made... no idea how to take care of each now other. Now everyone here <laughs> has no skills and now wants to kill themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like... what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I'm sure the guard who saw... By the way, the Hampton's helpful them. hint number 10, don't go to prison. <laughs> I Stay try not out to. of prison. I try not to. If you're depressed, don't go to prison. <laughs> yeah, I've actually taken one of my teeth out and replaced it with a false one that has arsenic in it. So in case I'm ever pulled over for any sort of minor infraction, snap it in my tongue, down my throat. Hell yeah, dead. dude. Shit my pants. Officer now has to deal with that bullshit. That's what you they tell call... my parents, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they call me in Hampton arsenic and old lace. <laughs> I wear granny panties. <laughs> Folks, that's been the podcast. <laughs> Please buy my album. Uh, I, I would really appreciate it. Uh, leave an iTunes review yeah, if possible. Dude. Uh, check out... Buy this. the new Slampton Cunt and the Newborns album. <laughs> it's out now on Fuck You Records. <laughs> check out uh, Dave's new web series. Uh, Sister Mother... Sister mother, sister mother, sister yeah. mother, fuck sister. Brother. It's called sister it's hazel. Called incest porn, isn't it called incest porn? Yeah. It's All right, like, guys, go on Pornhub, look up incest porn, and you find Dave Ross's new web series. Oh <laughs> 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 ah, wow, yeah, dude, it's on the dark web. It's on ifuckkids.onion. Yeah. <laughs> onion. Yeah, that's a dark web. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The onion. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. I didn't. You know didn't that. know that? That's like a a hidden secret web. Fucking what's I it called? Domain really, suffix. Yeah, I haven't looked mm -hmm. much into like Silk Road and stuff. Oh yeah, I would love to know more, but I'm already still mm -hmm. caught up on like uh, 9/11. Dot onion, stuff. dude, because it's layers beneath the surface, man. You can't just. You gotta get. What's the fucking name of that? The search engine. Tor. Dogpile. Oh yeah, dogpile. No, you're right. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, you're right. The episode is over for sure. <laughs> we don't have a chance anymore. <laughs> that was a really good story, man. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for checking it out. Yeah, guys. dude. Well, uh, I didn't have a choice. Uh, <laughs> I'm speaking to the fans, Dave. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, check out Patreon episodes if you want. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if possible. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you guys so much. And really, you are the ones who help make this podcast even worth doing and a success on any sort of level. About Patreon, uh, we announced this on the Patreon page, but there's a little bit of a change to how it works. We've been putting out two bonus episodes a month to patrons who pay $5 a month and giving merch discounts to the $10 level. And that changed now... You get two bonus episodes at the $5 level, and then at the $10 level, you get two new, two <laughs> more bonus episodes that we're calling Solo Buddies. One is a 30-minute episode of just me talking, and another one is a 30-episode of just Hampton talking. It's going to get wacky. And the Solo Buddies, uh, the first Dave Solo Buddies, 
is out now this week. Hell yeah. On the $10 level. So that's there if you're a Patreon subscriber. What do you uh, talk about? Don't worry about it, man. You're just you going to have to check about, it out. Are you talk about your webcam? Yeah. I talk about <laughs> my... your solo show? My incest child <laughs> porn web series, Brotherly. Dave and I are putting up our own solo shows on our webcams. If you do the $10 experience. <laughs> it's patreon.com slash suicide buddies. I hope you check it out and I hope you dig it. You guys, thanks we so love much you for so much. Yeah. Glad you're alive. Glad you're alive. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week. Podcast Network.